0: Welcome to the All Souls Episcopal Parish in Berkeley's Sermon Podcast. This week we hear from the Reverend Danny Gabriel as they preach from the lectionary, which was Proverbs chapter 31, verses 10 to 31. As always, you can find more information or more sermons on our homepage, which is allsoulsparish.org. Hope to see you around sometime. who can find (laughs) she is far more precious than jewels the heart of her husband trusts in her and he will have no lack of gain she does him good not harm all the days of her life what excuse me a capable wife who can find I almost shut the book. There are passages in both the Old Testament and in the stories of Jesus that nearly make me not only want to shut the book, but walk away from this faith entirely. The story of the Syrophoenician woman called a dog by Jesus that Phil just preached on is one of those texts. And today we have another. It's a little subtler, perhaps, but it really gets under my skin. She is far more precious than jewels, we hear. But while this might be a compliment, it is incredibly objectifying. The entire reading revolves around what a good wife can do for a man. In the context of the time, encouraging a man to give her a share in the fruit of her hands might have been progressive. But reading it now, the text is full of everything I hate about heterosexism. No thank you. Apparently, it brings up a lot of things for a lot of folks, some really positive. There are a huge amount of websites devoted to this text. They tell a woman, quote unquote, how to be a Proverbs 31 woman. (laughs) And there are no lack of ideas for how to fit into this ideal. When I was in school, I was taught that what I'm supposed to do next is tell us what this text means. In no uncertain terms, I'm supposed to illuminate this passage for all of us in such a way that it no longer stinks. I'm supposed to explain away anything that might bother us about this text because it is from the Bible. Unfortunately, I am not that preacher. I think it's important that we resist the pull to just make everything okay. There are problems, yes, even with the Bible. There are texts that people refer to again and again to justify the oppression of women, the existence of only two genders, and the marginalization of LGBTQ people. Can we creatively find ways to make those texts sting less? Sure, but I think it's more important to look at how passages from the Bible mirror an oppressive reality and what the core message of the Bible says we are to do about it. I can't make this passage okay, but what I can offer are some questions. And we'll take a moment after each question. My first question is, where are you in relationship to this story? Are you the person who benefits or the person who labors for another's benefit? What do you identify with in this story, even if it's challenging? My second question is, what would the good wife have to say about this? If we were able to hear her voice and get her perspective, what would she have to say? Can you put yourself in her place even for a second? My final question is, what can you learn from your reaction to this text? Did you have very little reaction? A huge reaction? Why? What did it bring up for you? I had a huge reaction to another of our readings today. In our gospel today, we hear that we must be servant of all. And I've been thinking about what it means to follow that teaching and how this reflects the story of the good wife. It definitely makes me uncomfortable, and it definitely also speaks to oppression. At first, I wondered if it was suggesting that oppressed people should accept our place, being labeled lesser. Are we supposed to allow ourselves to be harmed for the good of others? No. Jesus was addressing the disciples, who each wanted to be the greatest. Their argument was in earthly terms, in the context of the oppression of the times. In this, I hear hope for the oppressed. If you have privilege, can you give some of it up? Not just be conscious of it, but actually work against it? What would that mean? If you were an arguing disciple, what would you be claiming made you great? Would it be in line with Jesus' teaching? or with the hierarchies of our day. We make these arguments to ourselves every day when we justify what we have and what someone else doesn't have. When we ever so casually make assumptions about what we deserve. When we stop at feeling bad about inequality and never get to what we have to do to challenge it which might include giving things up. This teaching reverses the order, and if we are ever able to truly embody it, we might see change that's more than radical. We might see the kingdom of God. Thank you.